Times and bad, you are on your throne. You are on your throne. You are God alone. Unchanged, unchangeable. Unchangeable. You're unstoppable. That's you are. You are. Unchangeable, unshakable, unstoppable. That's who you are. You, you are God alone. You are God alone. From before time, you, 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 you are on your throne. You are God. You are God. And right now, in the good times and bad, you are God. You are on your throne. You are God. Hallelujah. Father, we declare life and you speak over your son this morning. We speak to every issue, Lord, as you'll speak to your people, Lord God Almighty. You'll anoint and appoint and choose and use and don't refuse. As he speaks, he'll speak as an oracle of the eye. Your words will come forth and to accomplish that which is set forth to do and to bind your people together and to change and to shift and to break and to restore and rebuild. Oh God, your people, let your will be done over his life this morning. We declare glory be yours. Dominion, majesty, and power be yours as you unctionize and inspire your servant. In Jesus' name, we declare your words will go forth. We give you praise. Hallelujah. 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 Blessed good morning, saints. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First, I just, you know, want to just thank God for his grace, his mercy that have kept us for such a time as this. Lord, as I stand before you this morning, Lord, I'm nothing before you. I'm broken, almighty God, a broken vessel that need to be mended by you. Lord, I just ask you, O oh God, to strengthen me, to keep me, Lord. Lord, that whatever I speak is be of you. O oh God, I command that every self be stripped away and be cast into the sea of forgetfulness. Lord, as I come before you, O oh God, as I humble myself before you, as you have called me to preach the everlasting gospel. Lord, I just ask you for your anointing to break upon your people that they may know that you are here to deliver and to set free. Bless us, Lord, as your word go forth with power. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Yes, um, I've been getting, at first when I heard that I should preach, I start making notes. And then I put a topic and I said yes this is the topic that God want me to preach and going down between 
um, I get six months times to prepared, and I prepared at the first moment. And within this month, I got a dream, and the Lord used Pastor Melody and said, listen, the topic that you had right, I don't want you to put that as a topic. The topic that I did place was the Great Commission, the Disciple Great Commission. The Lord said, no, I want you to put how to move forward in God. And the topic today is, as I said, how to move forward in God. So the Lord is in our midst this morning that he may get his glory. Hallelujah. The quali qualification one, how to, how to move forward in God. A true disciple is willing to elevate their faith over their family. Luke 14 and starting from 16 going to 28. Sorry, going down to 33. Luke chapter 16. Sorry, Luke chapter 14. Verse 16. It says, Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper, and bade many, and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must need go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the street and lanes of the city, and bring in either the poor and the maimed, and the halt and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded. And yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highway and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you, that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. And there went great multitude with him, and he turned and said unto them, If any man come to me and ate not his father and mother, 
and wife and children and brethren and sister, ye and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. I'm just going to stop here for a little while. So, as the, as the qualification number one said, a true disciple willing to elevate faith over their family. So God called us to be separated. God wants us not to really rearm, align ourselves on our own things. Because if we say that we love Christ, we should hate our own self. God does not want us to love the things of this world, to love our family more than him. Not saying that you, not, you must not love your family, but the word that he used is more expressing the desire that we should have towards God. And to be qualified as a true disciple, and a disciple is everyone that carried the message. And God wants us today to move forward, not backwards. So today God's word must go forth according to his word. He said, my word shall go forth as the rain descended upon the earth and water it. He said, so are my words. They shall not come unto me void. So God is instilling us in these last days that we must elevate our faith over everything else in this life. And we can see we have over this text and know the text by heart. But because of his mercy, he's warning us and he's teaching us how to move forward in him. Further down with Luke. He said, and whosoever doeth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. So we look at the word disciple as like is a special person alone must be a disciple. A disciple is those that go out and minister, evangelize, teach others to spread the gospel. So God wants us to come forth out of the four wall and to move forward in him because now is the time. He said that the kingdom of God is already set. And he wants us, he's training us in the spiritual realm to move forward. If you remember in the text of Jeremiah, when Jeremiah was saying, Lord, how can you use me when I am a child? The Lord said, Jeremiah... Before you even enter into your mother's womb, I have prepared you for my work. So Jeremiah began to preach the gospel. And in the midst of it, he was discouraged because they laughed at him. So he said, I'll go back out there, go do no more preaching, God. And he shut up in his room. But he said, it's like fire shut up in his bone saying that he must do what the Lord called him to do. So he have to move forward to do the will of God. So in times like this, God is setting things in our way to make us uncomfortable. That whatever he speaks in our life, we shall do it. He wants us 
to move like fire, to, to declare his word as Jeremiah stated that fire was shut up in his bone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 For which of you intended to build a tower and seated not down first and counted the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it? Less happy after he had laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold began to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going to make war against another king sitteth not down first and consulted whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him with 20,000 or else while the other is yet a great way off, he sendeth ambassage and desire condition of peace. So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he had, he cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, but if the salt have lost its savior, wherewith shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land, nor yet for the dunghill, but men cast it out. He that hath an ears, let him hear. Let him hear. So God warned us not to be a hearer of his word, but also a doer. And God is stirring up his people, and the Spirit of God is here. Many times he said that we pray, and we believe that God answered not our prayer. But God has left his word with us and comforted us and said just like this just king. He answered this woman not because unjust king. Not because he cared for her. But because of her consistent prayer. The Lord said if this just unjust man can do such thing which seem good. How much less we that pray to God day and night. So saints, God is encouraging us to move forward and not backward. For what God said he has promised us, he will fulfill. And that's why when we read his word, his word is saying to us that whatever we start, we must able to finish it. For God is not marked concerning his word. So God wants us, hallelujah, hallelujah, to finish his word. As he has called us to preach the everlasting gospel around the four corners of the earth. For the, the, the time is at hand. As God has shown us that he is nearer at the door than when we first believed. So today, this morning, God is waking us up out of our slumber. He's calling us as he have called us from the beginning. 
to preach the everlasting gospel. Qualif qualification number two. A true disciple models sacrifice over self-centeredness. Matthew chapter 9, verse 10. It state, And it came to pass as Jesus sat at meat in the house. Many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. So, the word publicans represent people that have been cast out. People that we don't look upon as nothing. And that's why when the Pharisees saw Jesus eating with sinners and publicans, he was self-centered self because he think of himself more highly than others. And that's why God is saying to be a true disciple, model sacrifice over self-centeredness. So we must sacrifice ourselves. To do the things that God called us to do is not something that when, you, when God said, go over there, you all said, God, me for go over there, sir. Me can't go over there, sir. Because if I go over there, sir, I go dead. But God said, we must not fear what men shall do unto us. He will send you to sit with a war and you will say, no man, I'm not going to sit with her because our spirit is going to contaminate me. And God is showing us that we are still not moving forward in him. To be, to be a true disciple, we must put away self-centeredness. And that's why when Jesus walked the earth, he was teaching us what it is. To deny self. And we see that God became a man and dwelt among us and teach us how to walk. And because of the way the Pharisees looked upon Jesus and saw his ministry, that his ministry was different from theirs, for they do they they be a speaker but not a doer. And God is saying to us in Matthew that we must give up ourselves in order to fulfill the, the will of God. The Lord wants us to not care about what others may say about us. God is, is doing a work in these last days. And that's why God is keep on saying to us, my people, you got to move forward. Be a doer and not a hearer. Matthew, Matthew chapter 9 verse, going down to verse 11. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciple, Why heat your masters with publicans and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that behold need not a physician, but they that are sick, but go ye and learn what that meaneth. 
and I will have mercy and not sacrifice. For I am not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. Then came his disciple of John saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast off but thy disciple fast not? So Lord, God wants us not to look on ourselves. That's why he gave, me the, he gave us the topic, move forward in God. Qualification number three. A true disciple is willing to accept pain rather than always expecting pleasure. A true disciple is willing to accept pain rather than always expecting pleasure. Matthew chapter 10 verse 26. The scripture said, Fear them not therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. What I tell you in darkness that speak ye in light, and what you hear in the hear that preach ye upon the house top. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. So God is warning us, is telling us that we must suffer for his name's sake. That if we are willing to go forward in God, we must not expect pleasure, but accept that we shall go through suffering. For the Lord said, not only to believe in me, but also to suffer for my name's sake. This is the true child of God. As God wants to qualify us to move forward, for us to move forward, we have to realize that to be a part of his ministry, we must give up the things that we love most. We are not at the place that God wants us to be. So today, God wants us to be qualified. And God said, with him all things are possible. So to be qualified to preach the gospel is not going to be an easy road. As God said, many things shall I suffer because it is written of me to do thy will, O Lord. When Jesus was in Gethsemane and he began to pray and his flesh was troubled because he knew the agony that he had to go through for us. So Jesus said to his father, Father, if it possible, 
Let this cup move from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will. So God is signifying that our flesh at times will break. We will feel pain. We will feel that we cannot go on anymore. But God is saying, as long as I am in the vessel, you shall sm smile at the storm. God is saying that we must not look to the left nor to the right, but we must keep our eyes on him. And then that we must see that we shall rejoice. I remember when Paul became an apostle. He said he was the least of all the apostles. He was not to be called an apostle because of the things that he has done. For he, he said in himself, I have persecuted the church. I have killed the saints. All evil things I have done because I was ignorant of the things that I was doing. But when Paul, when God said unto Paul, I will show you how much things you shall suffer for my name's sake. Yet Paul did not turn away from that. He bowed himself, he humbled himself. And when Paul began his ministry, and we know the history of Paul, when he was in prison, and they beat him, and they cast him out, he was not in sorrow. He was rejoicing that he has done a good work and that he suffered for righteousness. And he declared it in his word as we read today. As God have anointed him and appointed him as one of the apostles. That he claimed that he is least. So God is saying to us that it is coming a time that we shall gird our waist about with truth. When he said gird your waist, you have to give up yourself. You have to know who you are in him to minister unto those that he sent you to minister to. This is a war. This is not a camp that you come into and said, you know, me now I get no shot because me nice and everything, Chris, me bless and me have all of that. But God, if we know the world that we are living in today, even when you look at the soldiers, to be trained to be a soldier is not an easy task. You have to go through a lot of things, things that you're in your mind, you're not do that. That's why many soldiers don't make it in. And at the end, those that decide to go through the rough and the hardship to become a soldier, they, do the, they, they forget about their own self-centeredness and begin to take up their own cross. But I'm just using this as an example. That, that's why God, the things that of this world that God has set, it is, it is spiritual, not only physical. And that's why to minister to us, he have to use the physical to show us what the spiritual is all about. So God' intention not to arm us, but to give us an expected end. So to move forward in God, we have to prepare for war. And we see that we have in a time, a time that we never yet think would come upon us. I said maybe a couple generations. But 
The time that we have now is to prepare for battle, to prepare our mind. It's God said to put on the whole armor of God, not part of it. If you put on part of the armor, you're not ready for battle. So God is encouraging us. God is preparing us. What God has called forth, he shall declare it in the end. What God has anointed us to preach the gospel, he said we must not preach the gospel in our own ways, but in the way that he has called us to preach it. He said not to have respect of a person. When you see your sister gone wrong or your brother you must correct the person in love. Not to prove that you're more righteous than he or she. And these are the things that God is preparing us for. God is preparing us to go out on the highway and the byway. Quest qualification four. It stated a true disciple elevate relationship over relig religion. A true disciple elevate relationship over religion. Acts 5 verse 27. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council. And the high priest asked him, saying, Did not we straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? And behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrines and intend to bring this man's bloods upon us. Then Peter and the other apostle answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than man. The God of our father raised up Jesus, whom you slew and hung on a tree. And we are his witness. Of these things, and so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God had given to them that obey him. So we not supposed to be a religious people. We should elevate our relationship to God more than our religion. For God is saying that we are coming back and forth. And yet we are not having a relationship with him. So God is saying that we need to move forward in him. How to move forward in God. As he has said, the qualification steps. To elevate your relationship over your religion. So God don't want us to be a religious person. God wants us to be what he called us to be. When Jesus was preaching, all sat down and listened to him and said, This man must speak. This man speak like one having authority. And not as a scribe. For they were saying each time when the scribe preached, they preach about their religion. And God does not come about religion. God said all religion is undefiled before him. That he said you must visit the fatherless, the widows. Go on the highway and the byway and make disciples. God saying if you want your religion, fine, keep your religion. But do my will. So God is saying that we need to elevate our relationship. 
more than our religion. Qualification five, a true disciple value commitment over convenience. Luke 14 states, verse 28. For which of you intended to build a tower? Sit it not down first and count at the cost, whether he be sufficient to finish it. So, there's nothing that we ourselves start in this life. We decided to finish it no matter what cost it is. So, if you decided that you're going to build a business and you start to, from foundation coming up, you are going to make sure that building be finished because you said, whatever I start, I shall finish it. So God is saying, if we want to move forward in him, we must commit ourselves over our own convenience. And that's why when we read the word, it's different from when we study the word of God. As I look at Matthew 10, verse 32, Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. So we can say that we are a prophetess, a man of God, a child of God, whatever name we want to call ourselves. But if we does, do not declare God, what are we? So God wants us not to just say, but also to do. So to be a true disciple, a follower of Christ, you know, certain convenience we need to give up. The word of God, God said that his word is sharper than any two-edged sword. It knows the intents of the heart. He said, my words are life. He said that the things that we speak out of our mouth must be life. For he said, out of the mouth proceeded life and death. So God is rigging us this morning that we need to push forward in order for us to be qualified. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. This is Matthew 10 verse 33 going down. Think not that I come to send peace on hurt. I came not to send peace, but a sword.
For I am come to set a man a variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. So variance is going to be some disagreement in your family house or at your workplace or even in the church because to really to be to really to be a true follower of Christ we can't look on our own convenience we can't think that you know we need to do this we need to do that for myself god wants to take us to a level where when he sent us we are expected to be hated how can the Bible said, how can a man take fire and put him in his bosom and be not burned? There's nothing easy in this life. Everything that we work for, we work for it hard. And when we get it, you say that this may really kill myself for. And when we should have a desire from speaking of myself also because the word it doesn't go out for who is before me but also for myself for God is showing us that the time is spent the days are at hand the kingdom of God is already set he said it doesn't please God by, by preaching the gospel of enticings of words. That does not please God. The things that God looked on is the heart. And many times we come, but our heart is not there. God is going to stir us up as saints. And he said before we go, there is trouble here. When Mary began to cry and weeping for Jesus, Jesus turned and looked to Mary and said, Mary, he said to, to his disciple, disciple, behold thy mother. Mary, behold thy son. Weep not for me, but for yourself. So we are here not that God desires us to weep. But what he wants us to understand, there is two forces that we are up against, good and evil. He said that, oh, to be perfect. He said to love them that hate you. Do good to them that despitefully use you and say, all manner of evil against you for my name's sake. He told us that these times shall come. Looking at Mark 10, verse 17. And when he gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? 
There is none good but one that is God. Thou knowest the commandment, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, the fraud not, honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come take up the cross and follow me. And the scripture said, at, the, at that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great position. So, God is showing us that even in this present time, 21st century, we are still doing the same thing that those men back then when Christ was walking the hurt is still doing. We believe God, we keep his commandment, and we know all the law from the top to the bottom. But at the end of the day, he said, what I want you to do, since you know all of this, you lack something. Left all your earthly treasure, left your family, your friend, your wife, and follow me. Many of us start scratching our head and said, boy, that is a hard one, that we can't do that. So how can we move forward in God if we are self-centered and think of our own self more than the things that is of God? We all know that there's going to come a time when we got to really choose either God or the world. And we know that it is not far from now. We see everything that the Bible has prophesied is coming to pass. So if we cannot move forward in God, that means we are moving backward. And that backwardness is going to lead us to destruction. And I'm just saying this to say it, that the Bible said, the truth shall set you free. So God is saying to be qualified for him, we must give up the cares of life. We must give up the things that we, we seems that it is so hard to give up. But the thing about with God is not done with us yet. He's preparing us for a greater work. For the anointing that God has anointed us is not to boast with it. The anointing that God has placed on our life is to go forward with it. The anointing that God has called us is not to sit down in the church every Sunday. 
the anointing that God has put in our life is to save those that are on the highway and the byway. Is to go to the prison door and to open up those cells that the enemy has shut up God's people. Is to loose the spirit of heaviness and to give them the spirit of joy for the spirit of heaviness. God has called us to be a spectacular to the world. God has anointed us with power and with authority. God is preparing us for this 21st century to deliver his people from bondage. God said to Peter, upon this rock I shall build my church, but the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. God is showing us that even when the gates of hell come like it's prevailing against his church, it cannot because God is the church. He is the husband man. God said what he has taught in our life, he's able to finish it. He has set us on a course not to turn back, but to go forward. When we go into the sea, the wind go one way, not the way that we want it to go. So God has set us and moved us to the place where he wants us to be. God wants us to rise up to the standard that he has called us to rise up. It is not of our eloquency of speech. It is not our PhD that we preach the gospel. He said, how can one hear the gospel if there be no preacher? He said, how can one just get up and preach if he be not sent? Oh God, he said, he sent us to preach the everlasting gospel, to break up those folly grounds, to remove those wages that the enemy has set upon us. He has appointed us a time as this uh, to go around the four corners of the earth to preach the gospel without partiality, to look on the president, the governor, the United States and say, Thus said the Lord thy God. That what the God has said me to speak, that shall I speak and not fear men. God is raising up a generation. A generation will, will say, Thus said the Lord thy God. As in the days of Ezekiel, we see God move on the earth. A mighty man, a man that men fear, don't want to hear anything from that prophet because that prophet speaks nothing good but judgment. So in these last days, Elijah shall return according to the gospel. He said, If I send not the spirit of Elijah to change the heart of these people, I will smite this earth with a curse. Hallelujah. For God is not mocked concerning his word. For he said, my word shall go forth. And what I tell it to do, it shall do. God said, why we are so fearful of death? He said, the wages of sin is death. But the gift that God has given us is eternal life. Life. That have no end. The life not even dictionary can explain it. He said he give us a life beyond this life. He said why fear the flesh? The flesh profits you nothing. God said the word that I speak to you this morning. They are spirit and they are life. So to this morning we are a lively stone. We are the stone that the builder rejected. But yet, God has made us the icon of stone.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, almighty God. We have given you praise and glory and honor for your coming is near. Qualification six. A true disciple is useful to God rather than useless. Matthew 5 verse 13. Ye are the salt of the earth. If that salt have lost its savior, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and be trodden under the foot of men. So we are not useless to God. God is saying that if we are salt, we must walk around and spread our salt that others may taste the goodness of God. That men may come to the knowledge and say, yes, God is in here or she of a truth. Our light must shine. Our light is not the light that we see shine outside there. Our light is our character, what, it is, what we are made of. And the world is watching us. Are we are the, if we are the true salt that God has called us to be. Matthew 4, 5, um, chapter 15, verse 14. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. We cannot hide. Even though we want to hide, we have to be set upon a candlestick. That's what you do with a candle. Put it up on a candlestick that it may give light. So God wants us to be the light of the world. God said, matter of fact, the disciples said, Master, you go down to Judea and the Jews sought to kill you. Jesus said, is not there 12 hours in the day, 24 hours in the day? He said, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. God is showing us that he has no fear what men want to say or do to him. He said that when a man walketh and he have no light, he knoweth no, know not whether he goeth, for there is no light in his pathway. But God said, if we walk in the light, no weapon that form against us shall prosper. He that condemn us, God will condemn them. God wants us to walk as children of light and not darkness. Why are ye so fearful, said the word of God. If we claim who we are, he said, let the world see who you are. God is calling us out of the four walls. These four walls, we are not going to stay in it. If we don't want to come out, he's going to push us out. And he knows how to do it. He said in 5, 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. So if we are children of light. No one have to say, or we have to say, we, I, am a, I am a Christian, I am a child of God. The sinners will look and say, no, that one is a man of God, a woman of God. Even the enemy, when the enemy saw you, he feared because he knew who you are. 
Jesus said, tell no man who I am. They will see for themselves who I am. He said, I need no man to testify of me. He said, the works that I do, that same work testify who I am. So in John, when Jesus is teaching us, he's teaching us how to walk the walk, to talk the talk, to move forward in him, not to just sit down and enjoy a nice service. God wants us to save souls. He said, if you love me, feed my sheep. Coming down. The power of the here, Ephesians 2, verse, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2. Where in the time past he walks according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the here, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So God is saying what are we doing with the light that you have given us the power of the here the darkness that is above this earth and God saying that we need to arm ourselves for battle The battle is not really ours, it is the Lord. But God is calling us and he's preaching his word. He said, I am meek and humble. I am gentle in heart. He said, come unto me, all he that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said, take my yoke upon me, upon you. Learn from me, for I'm humble and gentle in heart. So God is preparing us for Armageddon. He said in, in three, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past. In the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desire of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. So God don't want us to dwell in the past. The past is the past. The present is the presence. What God is doing with us today. He said all who endure to the end shall make it in. We are in the end time and we need to realize that. We need to realize that we are being forced to take things that will destroy us. But what God said in his word he said, any deadly thing that we take, he said, it shall not harm us. He even show us that even a serpent, when it bites Paul, that viper. And when they began to look upon Paul to see him fall, they changed their mind about this man. And said, no, this man must be a god. So Paul never looked on his situation. 
the things that he has to go through. He smiles at the storm. And this is one of, when I really look at, study the, the word, especially the Acts, and how Paul moved. You know, when Paul was in Philman and in prison with one Simon, he made friends, he changed the mind of the slave master. He bring them to a place where no other disciple would went. Paul go the extra mile because he, whatever Paul takes up, he have a passion for it. And that's why God used Paul as an example towards us as saints. That if we start, whatever God has given unto us to start, if we don't have a passion with it, we cannot move forward with it. God wants us to burn. Inside us to burn for the things that will last. My brother, my sister, in God, the day is coming when we won't sit in here anymore. The day is coming when God shall move us and send us on the highway and the byway. It's not going to be no talk. It's going to be with power. He said the kingdom of God is not word but power. He said whatever we ask of him in his name, he shall give unto us. He said whatever we bind on earth, we shall also bind in heaven. God wants us to go and to declare his word. So many of us give so little to the one who gave so much. So many of us give so little to the one who gave so much. God gave his life for us. But yet what we have given return for God is very a small portion. But he gave it all. Salvation will not cost you nothing. But discipleship will cost you everything. So God is saying that our discipleship, our walk with God, would cost us everything. That we have to give up all these things to follow Christ. We have to give up the cares of life. We have to give up the things that we, we taught were a part of us but was not a part of us. God wants to put us to a place where we put Paul. And Paul said, the things that I count the most, I count them as lost. To move forward in the ministry that God has set before me. Many times we want to hear a good sermon. Many times we want to hear about blessing. We want to hear about what the flesh wants. But God has paid it all for us on the cross. And we give him little for all that he has done for us. So this morning, God does want to rise up out of our slumber. God wants to rise us to the next level where we shall say, Lord, whatever you want me to do, I will do it. Wherever you want me to go, I will go. God wants us to move without fear. 
So this morning, this evening, as we see all the qualification that God wants us to qualify to move forward, anything that we are doing in this life, we need to be qualified to move forward. But today, we have already been qualified. God has paid it all on the cross. He has set an example from Genesis to Revelation. He has called forth us out of darkness into his marvelous light. He has sacrificed himself for us so that we may have eternal life. He has shed his blood on the cross that we no longer feel pain. He has done it all. He said to his father, it is finished. All the works that you have given, given unto me, I have finished your work. So God wants us to look to him and not to our problem this, this evening. Hallelujah. So I'm about to close. I just want to pray. Again, how to move forward in God and qualification. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you, Lord, for your word today. We want to thank you, mighty God, that we have bought with a price. We want to thank you, Lord, oh God, that you said you'll never leave us nor forsake us. You said you'd be with us even to the very end. Oh God, you said, Almighty oh God, that it's not your will that any of us suffer, but all come to repentance. Lord, for suffering is not of you, but Lord, the, the things that we suffer, oh God, is to kill the flesh. Lord, we just ask you, Lord, for strength this morning. We, I encourage each and every one, oh God, I hear the message. Those, oh God, that are at home, oh God, those that you are going to send us on the highway and the byway, Lord Jesus, that we may be a salt to them, that our light may shine, that they may see us, Lord, for who we are. Lord, you have anointed us and appointed us, oh God, to set us forth, oh God, as true disciples, as believers of the gospel, as to move forward in you, almighty God. Lord, I pray, oh God, for those that were weak in the faith, Father, that you may strengthen us, Lord, for Lord, we all of sin and fall short of your glory. But Lord, we are just asking you for your mercy to be upon us once more, that we may walk in, in boldness, in holiness, that we may stand, O oh God, in affliction. Lord, that no matter what, O oh God, may come away, our life is still in your hands. Lord, we just want to thank you, Lord, that your life that you have given unto us, Lord. Thank you for the breath that we breathe. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're coming back to judge. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have given us more time to make it right with you. We thank you, Lord, that you're pulling us up out of our comfort zone. Oh, God, it's all about work to us. But, Lord, it is your work. Lord, you know how to dash us and, and push us, Lord. You know how to cut things off out of our way. Oh, God, that we may stand forward, almighty God, that we may move, Lord, as you want us to move. So, Lord, we just ask you to have your way, almighty God, for it's coming a time, almighty God, when we shall no longer have church as it is now. But, Lord, we just ask you, Lord, to prepare our hearts for your coming back to judge 
Bless us, Lord. Bless your people, oh God, this morning. Lord, wherever, wherever we go, we just ask your spirit, Lord, to manifest in our life that we may minister to each and every soul as we pass them by. Lord, we give you thanks. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.